0: peace what up kings and queens it's your boy jacoby ryan back again for another episode of the more i know the more i don't podcast uh today is week number 16 episode number 16 of 52 and 365 thank y'all for tuning in and listening of course as always if this is your first time tuning in and listening thank you i appreciate you giving this a giving us a chance and um allowing this the opportunity to provide value for you and uh if you're one of the returning listeners uh who come in at weekend a week out i uh, really appreciate you um thank you and let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about uh any questions you'd like me to cover um any content that you'd prefer um and any any feedback that you think is valuable um so Thank you all for listening. Um, of course, my name is Jacoby Ryan, hip-hop artist, former financial professional, um, entrepreneur, mentor, um, things of the like. And basically, this podcast is called The More I Know The More I Don't, and the purpose of it is really just to highlight what I want to talk about uh, on a weekly basis. Um, and for this year, I'm putting out a campaign called 52 and 365 where I'm releasing a new song and a new music video and a new podcast every week so uh this podcast serves as my opportunity to provide the backstory behind the song so in addition to me giving my two cents i'll also be talking about the story behind every song every week and this week the song is called long time coming so without further ado let's get into it first things first rest in peace uncle phil um i want to talk about purpose um i'm reading this book right now called the conscious capitalism Uh, or called conscious capitalism that's basically of course about um how capitalism as we know it in america and essentially because of america in the world we know capitalism as crony capitalism like that's the only capitalism that we know about is the the corrupt um immoral greedy capitalism um not not the capitalism that was supposedly the intention when they made it um and how it can be you know what i'm saying so the book just talks about how uh a company has to operate or a company or a person has to and i, and I kind of liken them at the companies to the person because if you want to operate consciously in your purpose uh this book helps you like it's it's a handbook for companies as well as individuals to operate consciously um and it talks about how um a, a the way for a company to remain conscious in an environment of capitalism, where you're getting profits and you're um, facing the temptation every day um, to serve your investors right, um, to make sure your bottom line's right, to make sure you're making as much money as you can, things like that, and it says the way to to deal with that pressure and to continue operating with purpose and and consciousness is to make sure your purpose is number one over everything. And like your purpose has to always be at the forefront of your mind in every decision that you make every minute of the day. Like purpose has to dominate your mind so that every decision that you make falls in line with the purpose as opposed to falling in line or being distracted by falling in line with profit or whatever, whatever, uh, ulterior motive or personal motive that that individual has as opposed to what's best for every stakeholder because some of the tenants it talks about with a conscious company is the first one is purpose like it has a purpose and the purpose is like the driving force for every decision that it makes and then it says um it provides value maximum value for every stakeholder now in a company You have stakeholders and you have shareholders. Um, A stakeholder is somebody who is affected by the company, so literally everybody. So a stakeholder is the customer. A stakeholder is the community. A stakeholder is the investors. A stakeholder is the team members, the employees. Um, A stakeholder is the schools within the company within within the community the company operates in. Um, The government, of course, pay taxes to it. So all these all these different subsets are are um stakeholders whereas a shareholder is somebody who actually owns ownership of the company so somebody who owns a share somebody like an, an investor um so state, it, it says it doesn't say ca- conscious capitalism operates to maximize the value of shareholders it says conscious capitalist companies operate to maximize the value of all of its stakeholders so it's community its employees, its customers, its investors. When you when you maximize value for everybody involved, suppliers as well. When you maximize value for everybody involved with seeing your business grow and you don't just worry about who's giving you money, but you worry about everybody who it affects and everybody who has a part in you providing the product that your company provides, that's when you can operate at full 100% maximization. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's how long term you can remain conscious in doing that. You know what I'm saying, and serving all of your stakeholders because the only way it, it looks at uh GM. Here's an example where GM, um, back in the day, of course, GM was like the the biggest car company. You know what I'm saying, where they told their suppliers. I mean, we know we're, we're the biggest account that y'all have, and if y'all don't have us, then y'all probably gonna go out of business. So because we know we have that leverage um matter of fact let me back up so gm was struggling and then they brought in a new ceo and the ceo said well and our suppliers um we know if our suppliers don't have our account they're probably gonna go out of business so we're gonna leverage that by saying we're only gonna pay you a certain amount for shipping or for for the supplying for the parts that y'all supply to us um so like, say the suppliers were charging them 100 per unit and he was like I know y'all need us, so I'm not paying that shit y'all asking for. I'm paying forty. And if y'all don't like it, y'all can be up out because we know y'all can go out of business, so y'all gotta stay with us. So he it was it's called crony capitalism. So he made sure he fucked over one of his stakeholders so that he, the company, could short term see their numbers grow. You know what I'm saying? And it was great for him short term. Like the dude was held as a uh, as a as a legend in the industry, in the company um and actually there were like four or five different car companies who actually like were having a bidding war to for him to come to their company and do the same thing that he did at gm um now the results of this was that those same suppliers who they had which of course were the suppliers that they had since they started so these are the suppliers who have like the best quality who have the best uh uh supplies the best materials um, who who innovate who make sure they stay on top of what's going on they make sure the quality is the best it could be and so they of course they couldn't just give the company account up so they said okay we'll, we'll take the hit and slowly the better suppliers they had started to wean off of their company or, or their uh, the gm business because they knew gm didn't value them so they're like all right so they don't value us as like equals or partners so we're not going to continue giving them that same value and we're going to Formulate a plan to get up out of this, you know what I'm saying? So long term, it was terrible for them because now GM is stuck with suppliers who are lesser quality because they 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 chase that short term gratification, profit maximization, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? And we as people can relate to that too because as people, I mean, we, we, as men, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll be with a girl and we know the girl. Um. Uh. Is all down for us? Who, who, 100 who percent has our best interests in mind, and who, who looking out for us, and who stays on our ass to make sure we being the best that we can be. And as men, we'll jeopardize that for some for uh, a night. You know what I'm saying, or for whatever. You know what I'm saying for a feeling. You know what I'm saying. And and as humans, we do that. You know what I'm saying. We taste this instant gratification at the expense of our long term growth, and that hurts us. You know what I'm saying. So. I think it's necessary. What I got out of that was how important it is to keep purpose at the top of your mind, and how to make sure that, um, or and or why it's important to make sure that you continue to make an effort to keep your purpose on top of your mind at the forefront, no matter what, all the time, um, to make sure that every decision you make falls in line with what you try and do. So I want to talk about language. so I was a financial advisor for a little bit, for two years. Um, built a practice. Uh, I had about 125, 130 clients. And um, in building that, we had training. You know what I'm saying? And in training for... Uh, it was a sales position where I, I was selling products that I had to educate people on. So I learned about a lot of different things. And I also learned how to sell to people. You know what I'm saying? And one of the main things... They would say is they would say language matters the language you use matters use the right language and the importance of that is, is very valuable you know what i'm saying like to, to know about uh because when we talk to each other and now firstly let me, let me establish like it's important for us to say our verbiage matters not our language matters because i, I thought about it in like I thought about all the all the hispanic homies I had and all the all the uh middle Eastern homies I had and Asian homies I had who were in those same classes who were hearing them saying the same thing you know what I'm saying and i i, I point them out Native American homies you know what I'm saying like just homies who speak different languages um because when you say that that can somewhat be possibly discomforting to people you know what I'm saying or 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 not even that but alienating you know what i'm saying or disenfranchising and you know? as as minuscule as that, that may seem to somebody who only speaks one language like me or most americans um and we don't have the the knowledge of of more than one language uh it's important for us to focus on using the right words when we talk to each other because it's our responsibility to get out the right message like if somebody take something the wrong way yeah that's on them but it's your responsibility to give them the best opportunity to get the right message so uh when we say that like you have to use the right language you know what i'm saying that's not the real concept we're trying to get across we're trying to get across you have to use the right words the right verbiage you know what i'm saying um the right vernacular so in, in in addition um what i thought was valuable about that was when we have conversations with each other um it's important for us to use the right words and like think about the message we're trying to get across and do that articulately um, so that we can avoid miscommunication um, as much as possible because we can't be lazy in the way we talk and then we'd be mad when somebody li- gets the wrong message or gets it the wrong way or receives it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to give it the best way for you to be able to be like, I right, it's your responsibility to get it. Like, I, I-, I did all I can to- for you to get the right message. If you don't get it, I can't help, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's our responsibility in communication, in any conversation, as talkers, as givers, whatever you want to call it, we have to fully give 100% the best quality in order for us to expect them to receive 100% quality, best quality at the highest level, um, all that. So I just think it's it's to get out of this, it's, it's important to respect other people's realities in our reality even when it's uncomfortable for us to and we have to change shit and also it's important for us to when we have conversations to focus on what we're trying to say and ask ourselves and really formulate what we're trying to say and do it the best way and, and we're not going to all the time like i don't all the time like and I, I try to but i don't all the time and when we don't we have to be real with ourselves and be like yo I need to be better at communicating myself next time. How can I do that? You know what I'm saying? And then just getting on that marathon and figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, long time coming. Um, Of course, this is week 16 of uh, 52 and 365. Um, This was produced by DG Beats, who will have a lot more on this, uh, this year's release list. Um... I think this is maybe the first one of his that we got into so far. So um man, this is one of my favorite songs as well. Um now I I say right now um late April, early May. Now we starting to get into like joints I'm excited to put out. You know what I'm saying? Like the for the past few months like them joints like I I love them, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of them are older. Um And I I wrote when I was a lot different And uh, basically I almost ran this woman over Um, But basically now we're getting into songs That that are a lot more recent um, That I wrote when I felt a lot more confident as an artist So I'm excited to put these ones out Um, But yeah, so long time coming Um, I wrote this probably two years ago um, Maybe a year and a half ago um, just recorded it within the last three or four months. Um, so a couple a couple things on this one that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so on the hook, of course, uh, I got a million ways to get it and building one at a time. You know what I'm saying? Like what, where I was coming from was, of course, like we all want to do things here and now. You know what I'm saying? But for the past, since 2013, I've operated out of a lot of strategy. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I did things in 2013 that i knew i had to do so that i could do things in 2020 um the right way you know what i'm saying and operating that way has yielded a lot of fruits it's it's testing my patience a lot and i've become a lot more patient (coughs) and i've realized the value of um self-control dedication and discipline and how how much of a commitment that is so uh in doing that like diversifying is what I meant, where I've, I've spent 2013 thinking, about OK, this is what I want to do. This is the platform that I want to build. These are other things that I'm passionate about. How can I connect those things and putting the groundwork in to learn the ins and outs of these things so that I can put them together at the right time once things come together. And um, I feel like that's starting to happen. Um, and of course, I'll be waiting on the right way, the right play, the right things to say. Um, I think we can all agree, like, we all wait for the right time. We all look for the right time and look for the the perfect time and, and want to feel like we're ready and things like that. But the truth is, that's never the case. Uh, so I wanted to include that just to talk about how, like, when we talk to ourselves and when I talk to myself, sometimes I tell myself, all right, it's just not the right time. It's not the right time. Where in reality, it's just me covering up the fact that I'm too scared to do it. or I'm I'm too uncomfortable to do it or I have too much fear. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't stand up to that fear i think it's important to be aware of that you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day when i include that in the song um it's really just talk about like how we have that and, and this whole song really is about the self-talk we have with, with ourselves as far as like looking at myself and saying yo get out your own way you know what i'm saying like you you see what you're saying you know what you're thinking you know how that's holding you back from your purpose and what you're trying to do so let's 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 look at how we can do that get up out your own way you know what i'm saying Um, a lot of this is just based on resilience and growth you know what I'm saying where it's it's coming from a a perspective where I've seen that perspective before I even tried to start working on my purpose and then it's the perspective of like I'm working in my purpose and then it's the perspective of like I'm looking back at my at at who I've been for the past some odd years and I see that I've traced my purpose 100% and like I'm proud of that and I see myself becoming what what I've always worked to be and, and what I've saw as myself and um that i haven't always been that i had to work to be you know what i'm saying so being able to see that has this value and just the resilience that comes with that where like it comes with suffering it comes with struggling it comes with doubt it comes with discouragement it comes with um it's 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 suffering just like everything else does you know what i'm saying so i just wanted to make sure that i encapsulated that that feeling where like we have these different perspectives in our own journeys and um just wanted to talk about how how my experience was in that um one thing i really wanted to uh nail down and really explain was the the line about david stern you know what i'm saying uh so um in that um the exact line was uh let me see it was some about they tried to david stern me uh i'm iverson cornrows and kobe with the fro jordan and jordans when they said no I paid the cost. We'll pay the fine. So when I, when I said that, basically, I was talking about how, like, when Jordan came into the league, um, and my sneaker heads probably know about this, and and um, basketball heads know about this, like, when Jordan came into the league and he had his shoes, uh, the league had some policy where he couldn't wear them for whatever reason. It was because uniform had it – it the shoes had to be uniform. It had to be a certain color. They had a certain contract. I forgot what it was for. But they said he couldn't wear them. That was the point of it. And – and Nike went to Jordan and said, yo, keep wearing these shits. You know what I'm saying? Keep keep wearing these Jordans that, that we made for you, regardless of what they're saying. Nike said, we'll pay the, uh, we'll pay the fee or the fine that they're going to fine us for you wearing these. You don't have to worry about it. So Jordan kept wearing them. And, of course, the NBA fined them, which made a big PR thing. So now it's all in the press, which elevated the value of Nike even more because Nike didn't want him to wear them. And of course, this uh helped propel Jordan's sneakers to a higher level. Um, I would think, I mean, I wasn't i I wasn't at this age back then, so I wouldn't be able to tell, but I would assume that it, it increased the value because of that, as well as Jordan's career. And then of course later on in the career you see Jordan own, take take ownership of that, you know what I'm saying, of his of his shoes. Um and then with Iverson, same thing, like they try to David Stern me i'm Iverson Cornrows. David Stern try to tell Iverson, like, yo, or he tried to tell the 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 lead that they had to dress a certain way because Iverson was was being himself wearing what he wanted to wear, you know what i'm saying and and being who he was, and David Stern tried to make everybody conform and Iverson wasn't with that, you know what I'm saying, and then Kobe with the fro uh, same thing before he um, cut his fro um I felt like Kobe was very rebellious, very um I mean, he maybe he wasn't this, but this is how I saw him where he was just like young, he was against the establishment and he just seemed different where he was like, I'm gonna work and, and make y'all respect me. I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna kiss y'all ass for y'all to respect me. You feel me? Um, so I rock with that. So I just wanted to explain that that line because uh, I don't want it to go over nobody's head. And then, um, of course, people want you to fail when they think you're different, like when, you, when you're different, that makes them uncomfortable and like it highlights what they're not doing sometimes. Um, or it, it, and even not even that, sometimes it just like. It makes them feel guilty for not doing what they should have done or not chasing what they think they should have chased or whatever, or whatever position they are in life and how they feel about it. It's never about you. It's about them. Like, man, like, I, I, it's crazy. Like, I've had close friends of mine who I've known, my, I mean, a large part of my life who have come to me directly over the past few years and said, yo, like they told this directly to me. They was like, yo, I would support you more, but I don't want to come off like I'm riding, like I'm dick riding and, like, this is, like, more than one person, like, I'm at least somewhere between five and ten people have told me that over the past three to four years in those words to me, like, directly to me, so it's, like, understand, like, it's not your fault, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and understand if you're different, like, you're supposed to be different because you're different You're because you're showing people who are too scared to be different that it's okay to be different, you know what I'm saying, and even if they uh re- rejected at first Or resisted at first like understand like that that's the process of innovation of technology like people are going to reject it and they're going to have to become used to it and kind of see what's going on and, and find their way into the reality of you are out creating for the future because when you operate outside of the status quo or what what you think or what he think you should be then you you set off a whole different chain of events where the, traje- the tra- tra- trajectory changes you know what I'm saying whereas you go forward people have to find a way to live in the reality that you're creating as opposed to living in the reality that they want to have that makes them comfortable as far as if they want you to be a teacher and not somebody who owns your own curriculum or owns your own business of, of education you'm know saying if you if they want you to be a teacher if you're a teacher okay the, the future is easy for them because like it's like okay it's comfortable and this is normal to me but if you change it up and you try to become a business and you sell your own curriculum or you go and consult with with, with schools and, and you go freelance teach with classes and now it makes them uncomfortable because now it makes them feel like for whatever reason that they're not doing enough um now they have to like in the future they have to find a way to cope with this reality and either that leads to somebody i mean taking somebody out or like showing that they're jealous and, and, and living in that jealousy or they figure out how to appreciate it and inspire and be let it inspire them and live in that reality you know what i'm saying and just that example alone shows how senseless it is for people to feel threatened by people's progress like if i'm a if i'm a teacher and you don't feel threatened by it but then i decide i want to start a business and own my own curriculum and set my own curriculum i go consult with students or teachers and that threatens you like that got nothing to do with you both both times you know what i'm saying so like it's that's how senseless, senseless it is for anybody to be jealous of anybody because somebody's growth got nothing to do with you like you can grow as much as you want and that's not going to affect nobody else's growth You know what i'm saying like it's, it can happen both both ways um and then, also, in that journey, um learning how to be alone as you as you as you see these discouragements, as you see what comes with following your purpose as opposed to i mean in regards to um people discouraging you, not having i mean losing friends um um not having the support that you think you need at some points um the the self control portion, the discipline portion the uh when things aren't manifesting as fast as you want them to be, those things and it. It just shows you how much you gotta rely on yourself and depend on yourself and how much of yourself needs to always be in tip top shape and how important it is to understand that there's no finish line. Like, there's, there's, you're never gonna get to a point to where shit's gonna be okay and you can stop. Like, I think that's been one of my biggest um, realizations recently is that it's not about, I'm not working for a finish line anymore. Like I used to, I used to be like, man, I'm just ready to stop being, I'm ready to stop having to be so mindful all the time. Stop having to be so disciplined. And I realize like that's never gonna be like I'm gonna have to continue to get better and better and better and continually, actively, consciously, and, and intentionally do these things, or the opposite is gonna happen. That's just how it's gonna be. I and mean, being alone helps me with that because I'm susceptible to a lot less of distractions to that are different. That, that allow me to that make me do things that are different. That make me do things that are destructive to me. That make me dist- that distract me from thinking of things that are good for me. You know what I'm saying like being alone has helped me control my environment to where uh if something's going wrong i don't have to think like okay somebody else is in this equation too so it could be this it could be that nah like when it's just me i know for a fact it's me nigga you need to get your shit right get your shit together you know what i'm saying and uh man uh amazing race you know what i'm saying i just want to talk about that of course um there was a line in there um where it said basically uh amazing grace uh i mean more about going further and less about saving face tv show with a hymn either way it's amazing grace you know what i'm saying we talked about so the tv show amazing race and then you look at the church hymn amazing grace and the ways the reason why i say that's not always what you think it is like everything would what it seems because like amazing race the the tv show i i, I want to say it was that or survivor um where there was uh somebody came out and said it was fake completely fake like it was made up and of course we all think it is but we're told and, and advertised to that this is not the case. So, seeing that this is fake, it's just like proof like, okay, we all thought Amazing Race was real and it made these great numbers, these had these hella ratings, made all this money, when in reality, it was completely fake. You know what I'm saying? So, everything is not what it seems. And then, of course, going to church, where it's like things that are, yeah, Amazing Race is something that's like not very important. It's not what it seems, but it's not very important. It's not what it seems because nobody really cares. It's a TV show, it's entertainment, so what? But it's also. Uh, relates to shit that's important like church and like religion and like the way that we think and the the, the beliefs that we uh, uh, base our values around you know what I'm saying And how amazing grace that song itself is in all that was cracked up to be and you can do the research on that yourself and, and come to your own conclusion and opinion um, but these are all things that they aren't what they seem you know what I'm saying so uh, with this uh, it's, I, w- I wanted to emphasize like how all these things are a part of the journey the doubt the manipulation um the understanding that you've been bamboozled sometimes um disappointment discouragement all these things but like that's a part of it you know what i'm saying and just talking to ourselves about these things as opposed to talking to somebody else gossiping complaining but looking at ourselves and saying okay this is what it is this is what i'm thinking about it this is why i'm thinking about it is this right is this wrong things like that like you have your own process but just being mindful of the conversations we have with ourselves and know that those conversations in those conversations lies the answer to whether or not you're going to be successful in whatever you're going for and your purpose um if your purpose is good for you um and you're on the right track those conversations are going to be good if the purpose is good for you in the wrong track them conversations is i mean it's up to you you know what i'm saying if it's bad for you of course if you're doing the things that are going to lead you there so on and so forth um but yeah man this is a long time coming. Um, week 16 uh thank y'all for listening um week 17 this week or on friday um, make sure y'all go stream it right now we got the video coming out tomorrow um podcast now available of course um and we got some merch coming out soon um so of course rate review subscribe um subscribe to the mailing list i'll send you updates every week to so make sure you don't miss anything um but outside of that that's the episode for today i appreciate y'all for listening Y'all have a good rest of the week. Um, this has been week 16, episode 16. Long time coming of the More No Tomorrow Don't podcast. Be great be grateful.